The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. The table is all in agreement that what's going on in South Africa is the top story of the day. Glenn, I want to start with you on what's going on and why it matters. Well, I'm having a hard time finding what's going on. Um, the, The press is barely covering it. There is a new president in South Africa who has announced that now that Nelson Mandela is dead, uh, the time for reconciliation is over. And they are following the path of other countries, uh, Zimbabwe, uh, Russia uh, did this as well, where they are taking the farms from the farmers and giving them to the lower class uh, that, that are not farmers, do not have the experience. That country is going to starve to death, but first we'll have a race war. Uh, they are pitting the um, the whites against the blacks, and saying, "I mean, one of the main leaders of the in the party is uh, has a song, Kill the Boers,' which is you basically kill the whites." Um, he often talks about uh, slitting the throats of white power. Um, they are headed for real trouble, and the media is not covering it. Jason? Okay, so tagging along with that, the media's not covering it. And who are the only people that have voices on this? It's the same thing with the immigration crisis in Europe. Um, No one will talk about it that's in the mainstream. Politicians won't talk about it. The only people that have been gravitating to that story are people on the alt-right and alt-right. Those are the only people that are talking about it. And I think because of that, a lot of us have kind of shied away from the story. Like, I, I've done the same thing. I looked at it, I looked at some of the facts, looked at some of the figures, and I just didn't really want to go there because I didn't want to be associated well, with some of the people talking I about would it. say this, because you and I have talked about it because I've asked for research on it. We can't find anyone that is not alt-light or alt-right to cover it. And so I'm not going to go on the air with facts that I don't know. We're talking about it today because The Guardian in London finally covered it. Uh, and we've been watching the videos. But if you look for coverage on this online, it is only the alt-right. And that's dangerous. This is how the alt-right grows. Yeah. Because the mainstream media will not reflect what's really going on. And so somebody who is an identitarian, somebody who says, my identity is the most important, my color, my race, they stand up. And the rest of the people who have been concerned about immigration or, you know, killing of the white farmers, they stand up and say, no one's talking about it, but we will. Yeah. And people flock to them. Uh, Pat, I want to bring you into the conversation. uh, But before we do that, I do want to go ahead and show you guys are talking about how the media is not covering this. They're not picking it up. I went to CNN to try to see if I could find it. And I did not find it. However, I did find... uh, all these things about the Manafort um, trial, the EPA rolls back Obama-era coal pollution rules, and Trump is powerless as his legal fate spins out of his control. Mm-hmm. These were the headlines on CNN. Nothing about what's going on in South Africa. They're, they are seizing the biggest farms, which is the food source. They're seizing the farms. They are giving the white farmers X number of days, I think it's 10 days, to, to leave. Otherwise, they'll be killed. Uh, that's the assumption. Uh, and uh, w- we can do something. We-, we can actually take these white farmers in. But no, no, no. No, we've got to take Somalians in first. Wait a minute. Hang on. 
We cannot know. We don't know who's a good Somali and who's not. Here's a group of people that for no fault of their own, they're just living their lives. They're farmers. They're productive. They happen to be white and they're going to be slaughtered. And they're trying to get here to the United States and we will not let them in. The president wants to, but no one else will. Well, that's what I'm wondering is, are are we going to do anything about this? Are we just going to sit by and watch white farmers be annihilated in in South Africa? Uh, It's fascinating to me that the U.N. is doing nothing on this. We, We actually searched for something the U.N. had done, talked about. Uh, communicated on the South African situation. There's nothing. I mean, they're not doing anything about it. They're too busy uh, uh, doing resolutions against Israel right now. And nothing on this South African thing. If this isn't what the UN is for, what are they for? I mean, if this is not what the UN was designed to take care of, uh, and you're not doing anything. Well, then what good is this? We've, we've said this for years. Get the U.N. out of the U.S. They're, they're yeah. awful. And, they don't do anything. And, and on top of this, we have another situation in Venezuela. That's not being yeah. covered because that's a massive failure of socialism. And so no one... Wa- Notice the media was all there. Hollywood was there when it looked like it was going to be great. Now that people are mm-hmm. starving to death, they're not covering it. Venezuela was not prepared. It was a first world country. It was one of the richest countries in the Americas. It was like us just 10 years ago. Now people are eating their dogs and their cats. Doctors and and lawyers are now prostituting their bodies to be able to feed their family. There's an emergency crisis on the border Colombia's border is is out of control. All of the people going. Our border is going to be out of control. And what are we doing? We're doing nothing. And the press isn't reporting it. So please don't tell me it's because they're white farmers. I care just as deeply about the Hispanics that are in Venezuela that are also starving to death. And we're talking about Manafort? It's insane. A chicken dinner. Is 14,600,000 boulevards, which is $2.22 American. Mm. And they cannot afford it. Uh, that shows you the uh, minimum wage there is a dollar a month. So it just shows, it goes to show uh, the situation they're in. And it's, it's, you know, the UN's not doing anything for them either. So, I, so should we? Yes. And Mercury One is. Mercury One is. We're currently looking for the right people to distribute it on the ground. We have to be very, very careful, mm-hmm. but we are, and we'll be announcing that very shortly. I we're, think you just did. <laughs> we, we, we are working uh, a lot behind the scenes on this. Yes, and, we uh, have been for a while. And, and it's, it's just, it's, it's all shut down. You just cannot yeah. get to it. By the way, if you are, or your family members, if you know anyone in Venezuela that can communicate with us and tell us what's going on, or in South Africa, Please contact us. Please contact us. We don't have any sources. I will say this from the people that we have attempted to reach out to. I, we haven't he- even heard the worst of the worst that's going no. on in Venezuela. Some of the stories I'm, I'm, I'm getting now, it, it, it'll blow you away. The, uh, just, just to tease it a little bit. But rogue military units trying to uh, find their own way to survive, kidnapping people, selling them as slaves— 
This is stuff that we're hearing about that's going on. These are the things that there are groups that are actually trying to go in and do stuff about this. And you know what's there? Cr- you know what's crazy? This would unite the country. Yeah. If we said, mm-hmm. look, I want to stop arguing about socialism. Why don't we go help this failure? And we can argue about whether we're going to do it, but let's go help them. Let's go help the people in South Africa. We can argue about how much white and black hate each other here and how horrible our lives are, but these people are going to get killed. Here's an idea. We can talk about a wedding cake later. Right now, they're throwing homosexuals off the roofs of of skyscrapers in Tehran. We can talk about the loss of religion here, but right now in Myanmar, they are killing Christians. What do you say? What do you say we just stop talking about all this crap and start doing it? Yeah, go ahead, Jason. In South Africa, there's uh, this group, and it just I, the more I was reading about that one group, I think his last name was Malema, the guy that started a lot of this. Yeah. But um, he, he's with a, a group called the Economic Freedom Fighters, and I was just reading through their demands, like early their early demands back in the day. Um, <laughs> they were to see if some of this sounds familiar. Yes. They're like, we want free college tuition, we want single payer health care, we want you know guaranteed housing. Is some of this starting to line up with what you hear this today? Is a, on, it's the EFF, mm. and it is democratic socialism. And, but they need it. But, but to get these things done, you need some kind of populist rallying cry. So what did they do? They started blaming the Boers, all the white farmers out there. They're the ones taking away uh, all your money. It's the, they're the ones to blame. What started happening? Well, record numbers of all this hatred was was uh, spilled out over the, directed their direction. Record numbers of white farmers are starting to get, starting to get killed. I was looking into more of these numbers because they're. They were even disputed by people mm-hmm. in the country because they were trying to turn it. But last year, almost 100 white farmers were killed. We're talking about in rural areas. There's nothing out we're, there, and we're but ta- over 100 were killed. So it's almost two farmers a week. And it's we're, insane. Week, we're, yeah. we're talking about the kinds of deaths where uh, one of the farmers, um, his, he told his wife to run inside the house and lock all the doors. So, and they, they have already prepared. They have, you know, bars on the windows, and so no one was going to get in. She ran in the house. She locked herself in. They slaughtered him outside of the house. Then they just lit the house on fire and burned her alive. I mean, this is, this is Nazi Germany in Poland. Okay. It's happening again, and it's not the Jews. It's just a white person. Just a white person. It's a person. What are we doing? And the people trying to dispute the homicide numbers are saying that the white farmers rate homicides are going up with with the rest of the country. I'm sorry, but that's not a regular homicide. That is retribution, Mm -hmm. what you just described. That was torture. They're making them pay for what they consider was a crime against the rest of the people. That, that's what's going on there. It was so bad. If you, if you doubt those numbers, it was so bad that someone in the government just a few months ago uh, tried to ex- get expedited visas to come to the United States to the farmers. You remember when that, when, mm-hmm. when that was going on? Yes. Now, if the government's saying no, it's just rising with regular uh, numbers, then why are they people inside the government saying, okay, we need to get some of these guys out of there? Because it is a problem. And this is only going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, this is what gives credibility to Trump when he talks about the press and how dangerous they are is that, you know, I think that people aren't hearing about it. They're just not hearing about it because, again, they're not seeing it on CNN. They're not reading it in the headlines. And so, you know, because to your point that why don't we why don't we unite and help them? I don't, because we don't know. People don't know that it's going on. Because the biggest threat in the universe of all mankind and all alien species happens to be the orange fellow in the White House, they think. 
It's not true. It's not true. Have you seen what, have you seen what they're doing in, in China? In China, they have rounded up one million Muslims. Rounded them up. They've built a re-education camp. They're disappeared. One million of them have been disappeared in the last, what, 12 months? Mm. Million. We are, we are sitting here and we're being lectured on how horrible we are to Muslims. What do you say we stand up for the one million Muslims in China who are just God knows what's happening to them. We know they're building more constant, I'm sorry, more re-education camps in China. They're building them today. You can see them on satellite photos. And the Muslim community is crying out for help. They, in China, they, they just torched 165 Christian churches. Wow. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Hi, it's Glenn, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I want to tell you about another show I think you're going to like. It's called The Morning Blaze. It's with Doc Thompson. You can check it out right now wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and call this segment uh, How Far Left is the Left These Days. Uh, let's start with Antifa, Pat. Yeah, they're pretty far left. Um, they're, the Antifa group in Austin is calling for a Red Army. They want to they wanna start uh, a Red oh. Army, and they posted this on Facebook. Please started in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Please Texas. started Kinda in Texas. Kind of the worst place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's their Facebook post. We encourage the formation of paramilitary organizations on two levels. The first being those who are mainly unarmed but are prepared to and trained to carry out fist fighting or using blunt weapons like axe handles or flagpoles, as well as shields and basic armoring. The second level is the more advanced embryo of a Red Army, which is trained militarily and operates as soldiers all the time, engaging in production and mass work among the proletariat (laughs) and the oppressed nation's people. Of course. That's great. It's time for Austin to stand up, shake off bad leadership, and trying to impose itself on anti-fascism and come together under a better model of actual resistance and not token performance. When we organize and lead actions, the fascists do not march every step. They take, uh, is, every step they take is met with physical confrontation and they're bombarded from all sides. On the basis of our principled united front work, fascists and their collaborators can be drowned out, run out, routed, beaten bloody, and even annihilated. These are our principles, and we aim to hold them to the very finish. Could you, could you, read, that that, could you read that again with a Thanos voice? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like, and it's, you know, but... It's on their Facebook page. But that's on their Facebook page. That yeah. fortunately doesn't violate Facebook's uh, hateful hate speech oh, no. standards. Well, have you seen Prager You though. Yes. I mean, Prager for eight you. days, uh, nine or 15 of their videos violated mm-hmm. the standards at mm-hmm. Facebook. This is unbelievable. You're calling for a Red Army. These are communists 
calling for a red no, army no, no, and no, violence. No, they are just good people, good people. standing up against uh, Nazis. And when you stand up against mm-hmm. hate, right. you know, you're, you're morally correct. They're morally correct people. And the well, argument, that's the cover that's been laid down for them, isn't it? Right. And then, yeah, and when they say, when, when they claim that, they always say, well, what's wrong with standing up against fascism? What's wrong with that? It's funny, there was a, during the Patriot Prayer uh, rally at Oregon, and we have some uh, actual video of this, uh, some of them attacked a guy that was walking through the crowd, and he was carrying an American flag. I love this. Guy. And so he's carrying an American flag, and uh, they go up. So there they are. They're beating him. Eventually, they knock him over the head. He ends up getting a concussion for this. His only crime to and them, a, and a, and like twenty, was it twenty stitches? Or? I must have. There he was, and he just yeah. went down like a you know sack of potatoes. But um, his only crime apparently was he was carrying what they called a symbol of fascism. It was an American flag. They called that a symbol of fascism. The, the mm. ironic thing here is that that guy is an ardent supporter of Bernie Sanders. He supports Bernie Sanders. He went. He was with Antifa. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was there. Oh, wow. He wasn't in, engaging in the violence or anything. He just wanted to show that, hey, we're Americans too, and which which is fine. You know, he was wanted to show that his political ideology, although you know it's you know uh, misguided, but he wanted to show it. But he wasn't engaging in violence. But regardless. He was declared an enemy of them. So it's what's funny is they claim that they're all about you know destroying fascism, whatever. They're the ones that are acting like fascists here. They're the ones that are acting like fascists. They're book burning. They're like shutting down free speech. It has nothing to do with going against fascism. You know, if it did, if they wanted to just punch Nazis, then why weren't they out you know falling around this uh, Nazi war criminal? Were they barricading his house before we deported him today? No. No. Because it and, doesn't matter. And how many people, when he was deported, an actual 90-year-old Nazi that we've been trying to get out of the country for years, Donald Trump said, get the Nazi out of the country, mm-hmm. finally put pressure on Germany to take him. He essentially made Germany take him Yeah, back. he did. Um, and what did the left say today? <laughs> they were xenophobic. Yeah, Donald Trump. and and he's he's torturing this elderly. old man yes. who makes no difference. Elder Wait a minute. Abuse. Come on. Yeah. What? It's insane. He's an actual Nazi. <laughs> he was at the camps. <laughs> he helped kill people in the camps. Right. Yeah. Right. That's insane. Uh, in other news of how far left is the left and oh, how no. crazy oh, boy. is the far left, the... I- Go ahead. No, go. The LGBTQIA Safe Sex Guide. How long is this acronym going to get? Oh, it's, it's longer than that, actually. There should be two Qs and a two at the end. It's, quil- it's quilt bag now, uh, though, quilt too. Bag. Yeah. So, actually, Healthline needs to check their privilege because the new term is <laughs> yeah. quilt bag. Okay, so I'm reading this, uh, and I want to thank you for being one of the people who sent it to me. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm reading this this morning. I saw it and it had your name all yeah, over it. I could, I, I, my opening monologue today was no. Just no. <laughs> I'm not going over the cliff with the rest of humanity. I will not go here. Um, they're now in this. They, we now have to teach that male parts don't belong to males. Female parts don't belong to females. They can belong to anybody. And they're teaching that in universities. Yeah, Okay. For the purposes of this guide, we'll refer to the vagina as the front hole. Hey, no, not going to, not going to. I don't care what happens, you know. No, not going to do it. By the way, uh, we have more than uh, one front hole. That's what I said. You got a mouth. You got got a nose. You got to be a little more specific. I think if you're going here, you have to be more specific. Okay. Lower, 
front hole. Is that good? <laughs> well, that could be the ban- it- belly button. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So you can't refer to the penis as a penis anymore because that's a male body part. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. You know, when this started, I, I understand compassion. I understand the compassion that we should have for uh, uh, for Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. I have compassion. He spent his whole life feeling that wasn't him. Okay, but I'm sorry. I, if, if you're going to put me under oath, I'll be nice about it, and I'll call you Caitlin. But if I'm under oath, I'm sorry. It's a dude. Or as Austin Powers said, it's a man, man. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'll be compassionate. But you're not but talking I'm, about Caitlin, though, because that's a beautiful woman. That's, a, <laughs> that's just a I, stunningly beautiful right. woman. I am not <laughs> going to deny science. They told us that homosexuality, this is science. You're arguing against science. Well, you've never found the homosexual gene, but... I also know people who are gay, and I know people who have prayed, please, Lord, take this away from me. I don't Mm want to be this way. Who chooses that? Mm -hmm. Well, now they're telling us that you choose that. Wait a minute. I didn't think it was a choice. Now it's fluid. Now you're encouraged to be anything you want. Well, Mm -hmm. and they place so much importance on science, science when it comes to climate change, you know, and now, but now when we want to talk about science and say, Calling, you know, saying uh, that it is a penis is scientifically accurate. They're, they say it doesn't matter. They're teaching now that biologically there is no difference between a man and a woman. Biologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. Yes, there is. And when it comes to climate change, I refer you to my opening monologue on my show today. The fires that are caused by climate change? No. 0.3 degrees Celsius is the change in California. 0.3 degrees. That's not making trees just burst into flames. <laughs> I don't know. That means if it's 91 degrees today, in 10 years, it's going to be 91 degrees. Uh, right? Well, 91.3. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, to be, no, to that be was, accurate. I believe that was a 100-year change. So in 100 years from now, it'll be 91.3. So, Jason, Dang. you're going to start teaching your kids front hole? I mean, it's <laughs> front hole and back hole. So ridiculous. We, there, was a, there, was a, there was a sociology professor that you were talking about on your show yesterday yeah. that said that those biological differences are social yeah, they're constructs. They're just social constructs. No. Social constructs. And the, the, the people that, oh, good that impose that so, are white supremacist men. So do you guys really, know? Really quick. Really quick. Okay, can we, can we, can we continue this on the this, after yeah. show? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a story. I don't know if you guys know the story of the first doctor that brought us all of this stuff. Mm. That, that said, oh, it's a social construct. And girls can be boys and boys can be girls. I don't know if you know this story. Uh, you'll never forget it once you hear it. All right, back in a minute. You said penis. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. So psychologist John Money. So there was a, there were two twin boys uh, that were born. I think this is, uh, somebody fact check me, look it up on Wikipedia or something. I think it was in the 60s or early 70s. Um, and two twin boys, Canadians, were born. And uh, there was a botched circumcision on one of them where the penis was completely removed from one of the boys. Mm. 
Jeez. Um, and so, well, how do you, how do you how mess does that, that up that bad? <laughs> it was bad. Who's bad? Uh, was the really doctor bad. drunk or I don't <laughs> don't know how it happened. Blind? It just happened. Wow. I didn't. I don't want to look into that part. No, of it, probably you know? not. So yeah. anyway, so um, uh, so they didn't know what to do, and this is before you know we could really cosmetically do things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So John Money is this uh, psychotherapist and psychologist or psychiatrist, and he says, you know, I have this theory that gender is fluid that um, you can actually just raise him as a girl, and he'll be a girl. So the parents did. And the story is absolutely horrifying. They kept bringing them all the way, I think, until the age of seven, before the parents were like, okay, enough. Um, They would keep bringing him, and he Mm. would actually have the boy mount his brother Mm. or sister they, he forced them to dress her as a girl, call her a girl. He was always asking to do boy things, be out with his brother, everything else. They never would let him. They always treated him as a girl because John Money said gender is fluid and we can just, you can just be a girl. Long story short, both brothers uh, are dead now. The, um, uh, the little girl... Um, was um, uh, had some surgery done later uh, be, to become a girl, then had surgery done to become a boy, uh, finally got married as a man, and shortly thereafter killed himself. Oh, All man. because of the upbringing. I, mm. So amazing on multiple levels, but one thing that just hits me right off the top there is that they claim that gender is a social construct that we are putting on our kids. That's what they just That's did. what they did. That's what they tried to do. Correct. They tried and to it, socially construct him into a girl. And it didn't work. It didn't work. Mm. He's the guy who gave us gender identity. That, no, 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 gender's different than male or female. Well, here's the experiment. Mm. This is the first one. Yeah. And look what happened. And no one knows that story. It's outrageous. Mm. Wow. Um, on the topic of uh, transgenders, Pat, what's going on in Massachusetts? There was a bill for driver's licenses. Yeah, this is uh, kind of interesting because somebody fought back a little bit. Um, in, in Massachusetts, they wanted a uh, gender for male, for female, and then X gender so that you don't have to identify with either male or female. And so a Republican said, you know what, that's not inclusive enough. Um, why would you just limit it to boy, girl, and X? There's 74 genders in Facebook. And so he forced the legislature into uh, voting on a bill that considered each of them individually, that debated them each for 10 minutes, and then voted on them. Oh, I love it. It was a huge process. Oh, I love it. And it got so convoluted that they finally said, enough. No, okay, the bill failed. I love The bill failed. (laughs) I love him. So we he just to tried to push it to show. the extreme. Yeah, we should. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's good stuff. That's, that's good stuff. Fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, so update to the Asia Argento story. Jason, oh, wow. she released a statement. Yes. 
It's, it was, I was shocked. Okay, so, so her statement that she releases, she straight up denies it in a, in a statement. And what she said was that mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain, her now dead boyfriend, it was all his idea. He was the one that wanted to pay off the, what, $380,000 um, to this child actor. Now, so, so for one, I cannot believe that she is blaming the person that is now dead and can't answer for himself. Right. But beyond that, even, so I guess TMZ got their hands on some text messages between Bourdain and Argento. And in those text messages, and remember, she's denied that she, that, that she had any, she says in it she'd had no sexual interaction with this right. kid whatsoever. Right. In the text messages, she's like, oh, I don't, I, you know, I'm broke, you know, I don't know what to do, you know, and he's like, don't worry, I got this, I got your back. But then all of a sudden she goes into, yeah, like, I felt so, like, frozen, I didn't know what to do because he was on top of me, you know, and we're in the bed. <laughs> Wait a minute, girl, I thought you just said that you had no sexual, so not only is she putting this off on someone that can't, is now dead and can't defend herself but she's also now trying to say that she was the victim in this now it seems very obvious to me that from a 17 year old boy from a 17 year old boy when she was what 35 37 37 so it seems very obvious that she was literally caught red-handed in this thing that's what it seems to me and that she was basically begging and pleading for her rich boyfriend by lying to him and saying yeah okay something happened but it wasn't my fault this kid was the one that was pressuring me the 37 year old strong woman into doing this. Which is... I cannot believe this. Which is why it's so dangerous to say things like, believe women. I mean, women can manipulate situations, too. You well, know, it's not friend, like... No. Her good <laughs> friend, her good friend, uh, Rose McGowan, didn't say believe what she said, believe the victim. Survivors. Yeah, survivor. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, that would mean you believe the boy. Right. Yeah, except that's not what she's saying now. Right. Yeah. She's saying, we don't know the facts. You know Let's gentle. wait and see. Be you know gentle. You know what's interesting? Oh, well, that's a first. Um, I know somebody who is famous who has been uh, down this road, and uh, everybody said, well, look at what he paid. Look what he paid. Okay, well, there's a couple things to that story. One, they were consensual relationships, okay? Uh, that money started to play a role and destroy a family. Um, he, he has told me the biggest mistake he made was listening to counsel say, bury it, just pay it. He said, because that makes you instantly guilty. Mm-hmm. Now, are they going to accept that? Did they accept that from anybody? No. no. But are we forced to accept that from her? Or is she going to be treated like maybe a friend of mine has been treated? Is she going to be banished for all time? No, mm. she won't be. Why? Because her politics are right. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the next story, I found this interesting. I read that he Bennett initially asked for like three million, and but they ended up settling for three hundred and eighty thousand. And I was like, well, that's not really a great. Like usually, you come back with something a little larger than three hundred and eighty thousand if the initial ask was three million. Have you seen the tweets against Rose McGowan on? Um, that, uh, not Rose McGowan, but um, Asia. Asia, Asia, that she was, that one of the reasons why he spun out of control was because of this, and she was constantly cheating on him. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And, and her statement in the past was, um, Anthony and I had a very open relationship. We knew exactly where we stood. We could do whatever we want, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he agreed with that from what I've read. 
uh, doesn't that doesn't seem to be the case. No, no. not from his perspective. No, because I read that he was obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jason, the U.S. is planning to yes. drop bombs. Yeah. Um, on so, guys, enemies? I've, I, haven't I heard win this. the show today with this. I, I've won the show, if that's even possible, but today it's, it's happening. <laughs> well, I feel so, like it's a fake I didn't realize it was a competition. I haven't, so, I haven't, so, <laughs> I haven't heard this. So, a quick geopolitical segue update into this, so yes. this makes sense. So, you know about all the, everything happening with the U.S. and Turkey right now. We're, uh, we've been at odds for a while, but um, it really started heating up with the sanctions that we're imposing on them because they're holding that pastor um, which they basically, li- Erdogan lied to us, had us uh, get one of their prisoners released, I think, in Israel. Um, we released him, but now they released this pastor, pastor basically to a uh, home arrest. So they're not letting him go. Mm. So this is, this is continuing to escalate. There's a lot of bad blood. Well, there's a lot of state-run government uh, publications, newspapers in Turkey. One of them, very, very popular, has just said what he believes will be the ultimate U.S. attack on Turkey, and apparently everyone's freaked out about this in Turkey. But really popular commu- uh, columnist just said that, look, back in you know the ni- late 1940s when we were developing the A-bomb, we were also developing another bomb. It's called the gay bomb. Now, we were going to drop the gay bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but we just switched the last minute and dropped the A-bomb. This is not serious. This is What's straight the- up serious. I, I'm going to give this to you. It's got to go on radio tomorrow. Oh, this is awesome. What does the gay bomb do? Well, duh. Well, it does the hello. same thing as fluoride does to frogs, right? <laughs> Only, oh, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to be clear. That's what it does. I didn't want to assume anything. Yes. I just wanted to make sure, for the record. You're not interested in front holes anymore, <laughs> unless you already have a front hole. <laughs> you drop the gay bomb, everybody turns gay, and that wipes out your civilization. What's because in the gay bomb that turns that. us all gay? That's a very good question. Is it fluoride? He, you know, actually, he does go. It might be, actually. But he, he goes. He, Rapes. He actually goes. <laughs> into that and he goes into it's very detailed it talks about like a, the sterilization programs through different chemicals we've experimented with wow it's comedy well, we gold, but did do experiments on sterilization in fact the progressives did sterilize people yeah true but if they but, but apparently they turned it into a bomb as well so yeah. it's just incredibly yeah. more efficient now man right. we are you remember so when good. we talked pat this is during the first gulf war and we had the inventor of the neutron bomb. We mm. spoke to him. Mm-hmm. It was the most chilling, bone-chilling interview I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's an old man, and he invented the neutron bomb. Do you know what the neutron bomb is? Yeah. Kills people, leaves buildings intact. Thermonuclear. <gasps> okay, yeah, thermonuclear. So mm-hmm. you drop it, and the first effect <clears throat> is it ignites... Uh, no, that's a fuel air bomb. Uh, the neutron bomb, actually, you drop it and it pounds people with radiation. So you're too Mm -hmm. sick to fight, but you have uh, 45 minutes to live, okay? So your entire army and all of the people in the city, everything's fine. Nothing is affected, just living things. Yeah, it doesn't blow wow. down buildings or any of that. Yeah. It's and just a radiation release. He was he he was on the air with us talking about how he was really upset that we weren't 
we would never even consider using it because think of all the money we would save. We would never have to rebuild a country. We would never have to re- everything would be mm-hmm. fine. It's just all the people were dead. We're like, okay. <laughs> all right, I'm glad they didn't listen to you very much. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was terrifying. Wow. Well, thank you for that uh, nightmare I'm going to have today, yeah. <laughs> Glenn. I appreciate it. Uh, so Michael Cohen has surrendered to the FBI. I know this is all developing kind of as we're speaking, but Jason, you were reading that there's not, he's pleading guilty, but there's not a deal. I first read that it was a plea deal. Right, that's what and I read, too. I was wondering, oh, what is, what's he going to give up? He, the, all the headlines where he's turned. But now federal prosecutors are saying there's no plea deal. It was a straight-up guilty plea, and it includes, I think, three to five years in prison, something like that. Yeah, that's what I read, too. Three yeah. to five years, for sure, yeah. in prison. So he's he's going down the river. Yeah, so today's poll question. Up the river. Up, up the well, river? One of the two. Yeah. Over the, front, to the river? Up the front hole. Across yeah. the river. Okay. <laughs> and out Thank the you. banus. Yes. <laughs> so, today's poll uh, going along with that. Does Cohen's guilty plea affect your opinion of President Trump? Of course, he was very close to President Trump. Uh, you know, his lawyer no. shared a lot. Zero percent say yes. Zero I mean, who, we all knew who this guy was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was a fixer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody Not necessarily has, a very good one. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but nobody has a fixer that's clean. Yeah. Have you heard some of the stuff that he said to people? Yes. When that we played on the air, you know this is not a good guy. Yeah. He's not a good guy. But if he's not a good fixer, then I think President Trump will be in trouble. But yeah. if he did his job well. He did his job. If he did his job well, this is as far as it'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yesterday's poll results. Remember, we did a special one where we did a little experiment and then we did a regular poll. So do you support Trump's decision to revoke Brennan's security clearance? 94% of you said yes. said no, no surprise there. But our experiment, we re-asked the question on the military parade. So Thursday's question was, do you approve of your tax dollars going toward a military parade? 57% said yes. Wow. And 43, yeah, 43% said no way. What? 57% said yes. We're okay with spending $92 million on a military parade? Yes. I had the same reaction. God bless the USA. Oh, my God. A lot of that was keeping Greenwood alive to be able to sing the song at the end of the parade. (laughs) He comes in like Santa Claus. But here's here's the experiment we did. Yes. So... At, in light of Donald Trump canceling the parade due to cost, we re-asked the question. Right. Hang on. So, remember, mm-hmm. that first poll was taken when Donald Trump wanted said, I want the parade. Yes. Right. Now that Donald Trump says no, does the... Please, s- no. Don't do this to me. It completely flipped. It completely flipped. Do you support a military parade? 44% said yes, and 56% said no. It completely flipped. Wow. <laughs> LOL, nothing matters, okay. I think is the name of the show. Oh, man. Thank you, Peculiar Baptist, for oh. that one. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, for, from a veteran's perspective, none of us want that. I can't think of anybody that wants a... That's a per, take, just take the money out of it. Nobody... We don't want to be glorified like that. We yeah. don't. I can't it's think of you. I want to see the missiles. Well... Right. It's funny, funny, though. I heard that from one of our viewers, Lori, uh, online, said the same exact thing, was that she's her husband is in the military, and she's like, no one in the military even wants this. But Mm -hmm. but I don't. It is only somebody who likes the show of might. Look, we all love it when the the planes fly over the stadiums before... Blue Angels? Love. I try to go there every year, go watch their show. It is fantastic. 
That's different than a military parade, which is just mm-hmm. a show of force and to flex our muscles. Nobody, nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. But, but put that almost $100 million into something that could really actually really help veterans if you really want to do that. Yes. Like, I, I personally, I, this might not be Suicide popular prevention. to some people, but exactly. Yes. Or get, I'm all about privatizing the VA. I don't think it should be a government-ran thing because I think that they've screwed it up. Their time is gone, and I think it's time for us, private uh, industry to say, look, we got this. We'll take it from here. I know that's not all very popular with a lot of veterans, but that's the way I think it is. I think it's that something that important. We should not leave up to any kind of government. That should be our responsibility. Before we go, can I just ask the table a question? Do you guys feel there's a change in the air? That there is that this democratic socialist stuff is going to come undone? That all of this stuff is is exposing it to be the radical, you know, the radicals that they really are. And you're, you're hearing people, I was watching um, Twitter last night with the debate of some people on, um, you know, democratic socialism, and we just want health care like they have in Switzerland. They have one of the best, well, that, that's private. That's private. <laughs> it's funded by government dollars, but it's still private. Okay, same thing over in Sweden. That's that's a welfare state, not a socialist state. And I think this I think people are starting to wake up a little bit. I think they are. Hope so. I think they are. And I think uh, with you know, we talked, I guess it was last week about places like Vox shedding light on how much it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, left leaning sites who are still kind of like. Oh, I don't know that we want to be associated with this. Yeah, the Democrat, the, a great sign. the Democrat that I had on two days ago or yesterday mm-hmm. on radio, fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic, yeah. exposing his own side, almost like the beginning of a little tea party for the Democrats. Let, let's hope they are waking up to it because it reminds me of a quote from Romeo and Juliet, these violent desires have violent ends. In, it circles back to South Africa. It started off as what you would hear from a democratic socialist nowadays, yes. offering, offering up all this stuff, channeling populism to get these things done. Mm-hmm. But your, your desires end up having violent ends the further you take this towards endgame. Eventually, there's going to be a scapegoat and there's going to be a violent confrontation. You're seeing that with white farmers over there. Over here, they're, they're doing the same thing. They're dividing us. They're giving us identities. They're pitting each other against each other, all for their own selfish uh, motivations and desires. It will end up violently if we don't wake up. Okay, I'm going to leave it on Glenn's positive note that uh, they are waking up. Yeah. So, I, I th- go ahead. I think they are. I think we're all going to die. But oh, uh, <laughs> okay, great. Like tomorrow, no, I, or do we have yeah, some time? No, I, you know, do do what you really want to complete tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.